0: Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Gigi Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
1: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring.
2: We could also play a bit of the song at the beginning. Absolutely not. Oh. That's not entertaining. Have you got a sweet tooth? I do. A hunger that you have to feed. Have you got a sweet tooth? I do. Well, we've got everything you need. Hello and welcome (laughs) to Not Without My Sister. This is the Wonka Review episode. Did you love that? Did you remember that? spoilers. <laughs> Did you remember that? Did that like make you go brilliant? Yes? I have been listening on repeat to the Wonka soundtrack since we went to see it last week with the kids. The kids play it in the car on the way to school. They play it. I'm surprised you haven't heard it yet. Bo is now an expert lip-syncer and if we can get him to do a bit later on, we could put it on the Instagram. He is actually obsessed with this soundtrack. <sniffs> and they all love doing the Umpa Loompa dance. I am surprised because I didn't feel like the soundtrack was very memorable. I also didn't think the songs were that great and I I remember kind of going that timing's weird and that didn't seem like it's not that musical though. I did like when the the trio of chocolatiers sang um I thought they were good together oh they were good they were quite funny okay so Wonka is a prequel to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory starring Timothy Chalamet or Timothy Shamalamalam, as I like to call him (laughs) Mr. Kylie Jenner and was released a couple of weeks ago is it nominated for any Oscars actually? I'm sure it's nominated for some original songs, is it not? Well, whether it is or not, the Oscars will be missing a trick if they don't get Timothy Chalamet and Hugh Grant to sing Come With Me and you The song that's at the very end of the movie. I would love to see that live on stage. Okay, sorry. No Wonka but Three Barbies. Huh. What Was I Made For? Billie Eilish. Grand-like. Sounds like all... I'm sick of her now. Sounds like all her other songs. Dua Lipa's Dance the Night was nominated for an Oscar oh no it was submitted for an oscar (laughs) nomination and ryan gosling's i'm just ken maybe wonka though came out you know what they have to come out within a very certain a very specific time frame no was that no it just just says two of the biggest musicals of the season wonka and wish disney's wish failed to make the cut in either category which doesn't seem very fair because like i have to say i'm ken was entertaining it wasn't a great song no no it was grand Anyway, look, let's give a brief synopsis of the movie right before we start. It's a prequel to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. It follows Willy Wonka basically as he becomes a chocolatier. So to find out what's his backstory, how did he become this incredible magic chocolatier? I would argue he was born a chocolatier. In fact, his his Irish mother made him a chocolatier. Beatrice, we're going to get to that. (laughs) We're going to get to that. We start with Wonka disembarking a ship and landing in what looks to be Paris. Is it par- Is it set in Paris? Oh or my like, God, you have England? such an excellent memory. Well, I couldn't decide because I think that the um, hoarding on one of the storefronts was actually in German. Oh, but it looked like the shopping center right next to the Duomo, Milan, yes, didn't it? Yes, it did. And then I think it was supposed to be in London because then what's her face comes out, my doppelganger. No, but comes out doing some scrubbing of clothes. Scrub, scrub. Do, 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 do. Oh, oh, yeah. What's her name? First you put it no, in sorry, the and you be, hang, hang on, you were giving kangle, her a weird scroll, Irish accent. Scroll. She wasn't meant to be Irish. Stop singing. What? No, no, that was Sally Hawkins. This Sally Hawkins was meant to be Irish. This one... This is Olivia Coleman. Olivia Coleman was not meant to be Irish. No, no, that's but why anyway, I said okay, London. That's why I said okay, okay, London, London. Listen, shut up, Beards. I'm going to do the synopsis. He gets off the boat. He lands in unknown city, town. We don't know where it is. It's, it's probably designed like that, right? He... Wanders around, he has 12 shillings in his pocket There's a long and involved song about how his 12 shillings Have suddenly become one shilling And then there was the best moment of the entire experience When he flips his last shilling up in the air To go, I have one shilling left in my pocket Which actually was funny because he kept rhyming Chocolate with pocklet uh, And he flips the shilling up in the air And the camera pans to above him And you see this grate where obviously the shilling is about to go down And Beau, Beatrice's 10 year old Like three seats up goes <gasps> <laughs> The gasp that could be heard resonating throughout the entire (laughs) cinema. (laughs) I nearly choked there doing that gasp. Smoker's (laughs) lung. Um, So anyway, Willy Wonka then has absolutely nothing and has to go and try and hawk his wares. And he goes to, and I don't know why actually, if you think about it, he goes to this little, little shopping mall where there are two chocolatiers already, this isn't a good business plan. He should mm. have gone somewhere there are no chocolate shops. On but the other hand, end of the chocolate shop mall. On the other hand, he knows there's a choco demand here. a Choco demand. That's actually de- true, but de- de- like, he should have at least gone around the corner. And anyway, so they, these then very rich and well-to-do chocolatiers decide they need to get rid of him. So the whole thing is basically about him trying to sell his chocolates and make a living, and you know, become the chocolatier of his dreams while being shoved out the door and. Uh, chased down by these three evil chocolatiers who have the chief of police in their pockets, in their pockets In their poc-a-lots. Um He also can't read, which it turns out to be an absolute non-event of a subplot. Yeah, a weird side plot. And he also ends up getting tricked into indentured labour in a laundry, basically. Scrub, scrub. <laughs> yes, scrub, scrub. Um, he ends up in indentured servitude in this laundry when he signs a long oh that's why he signed it because he can't read okay I get it now so he signs oh, this yeah. contract he says he couldn't read it yeah where there's all this small print that basically says he'll be charged for all these extras and he ends up indebted to the tune of about 10,000 coins and has to go and work in the laundry for the next 25 years to yep. pay it off they make him work around the clocklet so, <laughs> so then there's a side plot with a girl that he meets in the B&B slash laundry I mean we could do this all day a side plot plotlet <laughs> where she doesn't know who her mother is and her mother left that's a bit confusing, and oh, that was that, that was, was the a total part. non-event. That's the part that I was like, don't care about this one. What was her name? Noodle. Noodle. So yeah, so so the film basically follows Wonka as he tries to sell his chocolates from his pockets in the middle of this mall and gets put down by the three chocolatiers, one of whom is Matt Lucas of Little Britain oh, slash yeah, the Great British Bake Off yeah. fame, mm-hmm. and. Oh, oh, yeah. Also, it's a musical, which I don't feel was clear from the trailers. Well, I was shocked, I'll tell you, when they started singing. I was like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah, it's a musical. Um, It's very it's very amusing. I mean, I was very entertained and I came out of it going, you know what, that was great. And actually, when I saw the trailer and I saw Hugh Grant as the Oompa Loompa, over which there was much furore mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. the fact that there wasn't actually a little person chosen for that role. Instead, it was Hugh Grant who was CGI'd into a little person. But I did find him very entertaining as well. I found him very amusing. I kind of got... I got, like, kind of giddy at the end where every time he came on screen I just collapsed into Fitzgiggles. I did find him entertaining also. And... But, I mean, I could understand, though, that you're like, listen, there aren't a lot of roles like this. Mm, but yeah. he was a very diminutive little person. Like, he... Anybody would have had to be CGI'd, but oh, certainly yeah, his yeah, proportions, yeah, would have had cetera, to be shrunk anyway. But, yes, yes, his et cetera, yeah, his proportions, etc. He was CGI'd to be... Yes... To be basically a miniature little person when yes. they could have chosen a little person and then made them miniature, yes, you know what yes. I mean? So yeah, that that was a bit shit. Um, in terms of diversity though, there was a lot of racial diversity mm-hmm. throughout the entire film, which accents was obviously as well. good to see. Yeah, lots like of different mix, accents. Yeah, a lot of different accents, which... I suppose, lent it that sense of feeling um, kind of unlocatable, which was fine, right? Yeah. I don't think it yeah. it mattered. Yeah, no, no, no. It didn't matter where it was at at all. And the other thing that I had a slight issue with, although it was amusing, was, and it kind of had to be there, I don't know. So the, the three evil chocolatiers have the chief of police in their pockets, and they're filling his pockets with chocolate. And... <laughs> In the second third of the film, he suddenly appears on screen and is about four times larger than he was in the first third. And like to, to basically tell you that he's been taking a lot of chocolate from these guys. And it was amusing, but I also just feel like I don't need to see another person in a fat suit. Oh, I actually thought that was fine, right? Because that's the whole point. And we have Veruca Salt going to be like exploding. Out of her Yeah, But I mean I didn't mind that I minded the fact that it was quite clear this individual could not fit out of his mini Cooper. Isn't that Violet Beauregard who explodes out of the blueberry? What did I assault Fo oh, salt yeah. is the one who wants the squirrel, right? Oh whatever. Anyway, sorry. I objected to the fact that they couldn't there wasn't a, an awful lot of appreciation or like respect for the audience's intelligence now. Maybe it's not an intelligent audience, right? But this guy could not fit out of his mini Cooper. He squoes out of the mini Cooper. And then said, I seem to have eaten too many chocolates. And it's like, we got that. We uh, got I that. didn't notice that. Well, I yeah. was just like, oh, did but you I mean, have to spell it out? It is aimed at kids, isn't it? Yes, it was. But even the kids all got it. <laughs> 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 oh, Texting just leave dad them. They're right fine. To go shut That's how up. much dad would have enjoyed Wonka had he of coming, but he didn't because he was cooking, allegedly. Yeah, it was aimed at kids. And actually, you know what? It was one of those rare movies. You know, a lot of movies that are aimed at kids have these kind of secret bits in it that you're like, oh, like that's funny. It's Do kind you of a- mean Easter eggs, Rosemary? No, I mean like double entendres. Oh, I didn't feel like it had any of those. Like it was very pure in the sense that it just was what it was. There wasn't very much hidden meaning going on. Well, on the way home with six kids in the car, Blood six for kids punishment. In the car, yeah. Speaking of that chief of police, you're like him, but instead of chocolates, you're just taking on kids, boys. So on the way home, six kids in the car, we had a whole, did you enjoy it? What did you think of it? Et cetera. One of the kids said, um, it was very wholesome.
0: That's true. said, right? So that's I think true. that's the word you're looking
2: for there. Very wholesome. The other child said, really now we all have to sit down and watch the original Wonka. I was like, oh, do we? And they said, we have to watch the original one so that we can understand all of the Easter eggs that were no doubt dotted along the plot and I was like I don't think there were a lot but like there probably a lot of luck but there probably were a lot I just didn't know what they were I mean I think so halfway through the film Willy Wonka manages to get himself shop right in this shopping mall I mean this is where the spoilers come in I guess Although actually, there are no spoilers, really, because you know that he ends up being Willy Wonka. Who but you has also saw that in the factory. plot. You also saw that in the trailer if you watched it. Oh, yeah. It nowadays, nowadays, says Granny McCabe, every trailer tells you the entire plot, which is I so mean, annoying. Exactly. So in that chocolate shop, I feel like there were probably a lot of Easter eggs for the future chocolate factory in that there was like the chocolate river flowing down. There was, you know, like all different things that you see then in the factory tour that he shows Charlie and his granddad and all the other little kids in the other movie so maybe that's where they come in. What did you think of Timmy Shamalamalam's acting? Well I mean and we all know he can act right so I thought he was good I thought he embraced his role like he didn't he didn't seem remotely self-conscious he made all of these you know ridiculous flying chocolates etc seem very charming and whimsical he came across he came across very wholesomely. And he um, also but he also came across much more I think kind of warm and likable than, say, the Johnny Depp Willy oh. Wonka. Well, it was definitely a ca- very... De- I was actually about to say, so when my children talk about watching the original, I think they're talking about watching the Johnny Depp movie. Oh. They don't even know that there was one all the way back with... Oh, 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 so they are talking about Johnny Depp. They're not talking about Gene Wilder. Yeah, I think they're talking about Johnny Depp. But he came across, he, Johnny Depp, potentially a portent of what was to come in his future, came across as quite an evil one. Incredibly creepy. Mm-hmm. Incredibly creepy. Mm-hmm. And like... I mean, he was, he reminded me of his character in Sweeney Todd. What's, is it called Sweeney Todd? Yeah, the barber of yeah. whatever. Yeah, he just was very creepy and like wide open. It was kind of like if Edward Scissorhands had then like got into drugs. But wasn't he also very creepy in Pirates of the Caribbean, which I'm watching now with the kids, you know? Oh yeah, I you mean, don't really realise that and then you I look actually, at it again. But it's like he had these very kind of pure and artistic roles. Even Crybaby, the movie, was not actually... A really good guy, you know, like or they were all kind of very. I don't think I've seen that very eclectic artistic choices with Ricky Lake. No, isn't Ricky Lake in that? They were very interesting artistic choices. I don't think he was ever telling us I'm a great guy. Or We just made that inference based on his extremely good looks. Good looks. Yeah, I was bad. Extremely to say that, yeah. good looks. His, his extreme good looks and his kind of innocent youth, right? Yeah, yeah. But he's always been drawn, a la Tim Burton, to the darker side of art, and yeah, potentially I know what life you mean. and drugs and abusive women. Yeah. But back to back to the bright light of Timmy Shimmy. Mm-hmm. I thought he was an excellent singer. Oh, he was a great singer. Which I wasn't expecting. Although, I, I mean, I don't know why I'd never heard him sing. Mm. I didn't. And I also think, you know what, I think a lot of actors who sing nowadays, their voices just sound very, um, there's something very kind of contrived or very put on about it. Whereas I felt like he just was a very pure, there was no like, twang or like trying to sound a certain way or you, you know you like you were listening to him going oh he's trying to put on a he's trying to sound like this person or that person he just sounded like himself with a really nice voice he had a very clear voice and he also so, had yeah. he had very good range which i thought was interesting like he went very high but managed to hit the notes very nicely and mm. kind of it was it wasn't very forced you know sometimes i think actors who are singers and even singers who are singers there's a forcedness to try mm-hmm. and kind mm-hmm. of impress upon you like the strength of the voice or the power of the singing. Where I he always, just, sang, yeah, I always feel like Adele singing sounds very sore. He sang like more like he was talking, which made sense because mm-hmm. he was like it's in a musical, you know. Yeah. What I mean, I think yeah. sometimes it can be quite um, disruptive when people who are talking start singing like in a very different voice or yes, in a very what kind you mean, of yeah. operatic voice or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought he was really good. Um, and I also, Uh, Like, in the very first moment that we see him, right, he's hanging off the top of the bird's nest on the boat, right? And he's, like, swinging around going, like, I'm going to make my fortune, blah, blah, blah. And I literally saw him, I was like, he has the skinniest ankles I've ever... I just started thinking, does Kylie Jenner look at that picture of him now in those very high trousers and think, like, foire? But then, later on in the movie, I began to think foire, so maybe she does. Rosemary, if you were dating the person in, like, the number one box office smash... Who could sing, dance, and star in "Call Me by My Name"? Luca Guadanigo, whatever his name is, like art house movie. Have you seen would that? be saying no. It's you very would be good saying four. It's pity about the Army Hammer yeah. of it all. Yeah, that's a really, really good movie though. That's what you'd be saying. You'd be saying double four. So um, I was not embarrassed by his singing. I am often embarrassed when Jennifer Lopez sings, as like that clip that I sent you the day where she had like that solo, that oh, cappella solo, and I sent it, it to you, and I, I had to listen to it. Several times. So did I, because at first I was like, this is a joke. Somebody has made this as a joke. And then I was like, oh no, this is actually totally real. Like I've, Jessica Simpson, when you send me those oh. Jessica Simpson clips as well, sometimes I'm like, somebody's <sighs> doctored this. And then I'm like, Why oh is no, it's wait, so enjoyable haven't. to watch somebody do something. But like, you know, it seems like I'm reveling in their failure. At the same time, they have sold out concerts and they're doing great i think there are several factors right once you know that this has not damaged them in any way their reputation or their career i think you're safe to kind of laugh at it and also once you know that they did it with absolute confidence and earnest sincerity that's what makes it so funny that like if j-lo had been on stage and looked as if she knew she hadn't looked embarrassed i think you'd be looking at it going oh poor her whereas because she's there going this is the best performance of my life you're like lol that's true. And I actually, that's true because I did really feel bad for poor Selena Gomez when I watched her perform live and she was very pitchy, just bad, really oh. just, just out of tune and whispery. And I actually do like her. I like her too. She's I like her. I like her singing and I should buy some of her makeup because I do like, I mean, if I'm going to support anyone, I like her. Oh, well, if you're going to support anyone, support a small business and not Selena Gomez who doesn't well, need any of your that's money. That's actually true. And I also think Rare Beauty has been quite pro-Israel in this whole thing. So maybe I wouldn't be supporting that. Well, all the way back to another person who I watched recently perform and absolutely embarrassed themselves was Enrique Iglesias. Did you watch that performance? No, but I was just listening to Hero the other day and I was like, that's a banger now. That song, (laughs) do you remember with the Jennifer Love Hewitt video? I loved oh that God. video. Oh my God. He was amazing. Very and, sexy. As, and Rick, listen, Ricky Martin was very, Ricky Martin's looking well, actually. I've seen him lately. Ricky Martin always looks well. He's but looking incredibly well. He was well. involved in a couple of court cases that were oh, alarming. He? Yeah. Oh. Um, I mean, he was a, eventually acquitted, I gather, but just very creepy accusations. Um. Back to Enrique, I watched him and so many people were like, I was there and it was worse than you're hearing here. So I must find the clip later on so I can send it to you and watch it with you and laugh at it with you. But then on the other hand, somebody said he has a drink problem now, like Enrique. Yeah. Now, oh. I don't know. This wasn't a friend of his. This was a random person commenting on social media. And then I felt bad for him again. So you're right. It's like you don't want somebody to actually be suffering to be this bad, but you want somebody to be swaggering and be this bad. Exactly. And you want them to be like accidentally bad. That like, you know, there's just whatever that performance was particularly. Well, I don't I think J-Lo is quite bad all the time. Actually. Oh, my God. She's very, very bad. She's not a good. And I don't think she's a good actor either. J-Lo, you know what J-Lo is? Or a good dancer. She's J-Lo's a, great a self- promoter. Yeah. She's a very good, like, she's just really done uh, your one, um, what's her name in the Irish pop stars who, she's, just, she's managed to do an Adine Coyle oh, and convince saying. us all that she's a great singer and dancer and actor. Isn't she's a Jane great Kool. dancer, actually. Isn't it J-Lo. J-Lo. Absolutely is not a great dancer. Beatrice, maybe you was. could not do oh, half of what oh, J-Lo does. Oh, bring it on, Rosemary. Oh my God. Bring it on. Okay. I'm I, going upstairs to put on a leaf dress that covers only the... Absolute. Okay, thing. Beatrice. And then I'm going to Here dance in high heels. Here it is. Yeah. I'm going to find a tutorial for one of JLo's dances. Mm-hmm. You and I are going to learn it. And okay. then we're going to video ourselves doing it for the podcast. And we can compare and contrast with JLo. Beatrice is looking like she is absolutely not doing this. Let me tell you. Absolutely <laughs> not doing this. Over. This is a lot. I'll put that in my. To do at the same time of, as putting three pieces of meat in my fork and eating them all at once. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not. So, who else was in the movie? Well, Olivia Coleman was grand, except that at one point my mother in law told me i i I am her doppelganger and i so I just am very critical of her every time she comes on. I feel offended all the time, even though she's a good looking woman wasn't that though after her playing the queen in that movie y- Yes that thank you was, why it was right. yes it bad. was when she yeah, watched I just the want queen. to be clear. Yeah, thanks yeah. a lot okay <sighs> I mean, it was entertaining. It was too long. It was too long. The kids didn't have the attention span for the movie. It was too long. Oh, the movie was too long. And there was an entire subplot about, as I mentioned, oh, Noodle, Noodle trying to find her mother. And we didn't care. I absolutely could not have cared less. No, I And really... I didn't even, And like, there was this very emotional moment oh. where, like, the d- the denouement of that subplot. And I just, I mean, ordinarily, I would have been crying at that. Especially because I know a Sap who cries at anything to do with like parents and kids. Oh, I don't know why that was even added. That could have been absolutely edited out. Maybe it's like they were like, we can't have a movie that's just based around a white man. into You know, that it's not going to have the same appeal to kids, to the world, etc. And maybe they're right because, but that kid felt like a non-event. But I think also it fit with Wonka as the story. Because Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is about Willy Wonka, but it's about Charlie so I think they were probably like, let's make it about mm. a kid and Willy Wonka. You know what I mean? That that's kind of yeah, what yeah. the Wonka films are about. It's like him and his relationship to a child. But it also, it was weird to me because he looks quite childlike in this. Like you're never really sure what age he is, right? What age is he? In real life, mm. he's 28 or something. But in the movie, I was like, he could have been 19, but he also could have been 30. Like he's he has a very babyish face, but you weren't sure what age they were placing him at. And I felt like he and Noodle were almost too close in age for me to see them as having a relationship that was like a paternal because there's a moment where he gives her a big hug and he talks about like how much he cares about her or something and I can't part of me was kind of expecting them to kiss I was like are I they going to fall in love I they were too was, close in age I eight. was dreading there being a romantic element to this I was like oh please don't go it's going to be so creepy so I I also was semi expecting that to happen the way that it was mm-hmm. all positioned and they kind of they had an evening excursion where they went out yes, and, and milked ran. a giraffe oh yeah that was great. which is a bit enough. phallic as well and they held think about hands, it hands didn't they yeah anyway um, she she had a lovely singing voice as well. Though, she that, did, that yeah. Actor, yeah. Um, I do. I am intrigued now to go and watch Timothée's oeuvre. I want to watch Dune one because I've never seen it. Oh, Dune is very good. Before Dune two comes out in soon. March, right? Yeah. So I need oh, I'm, to. Watch I'm really Dune looking forward to that. You know, I was telling. I was just talking to friends of mine the other day, and they were like, "Oh, have have you read the book?" And I was like, "Yeah, I have read Dune. I read it the year that I was pregnant with Atlas, because I remember the day that I went in to be induced. I didn't sleep at all that night. Just could not go to sleep. It was not comfortable." Brandon was asleep on the couch next to me. I was in a rage. I remember you shooting daggers at him, and I was reading Dune because that was the book I was reading at the time. If I'd known then what I know now, I would have been reading Hopeless instead. I would have been reading Twisted Games. I would have been look one of my smut books. That's very easy to read, very entertaining. You just fly through them. Dune. The book, it's very confusing. You really almost feel like you need to keep notes about what's a Harkonnen and what's a this and what's a that and like <laughs> what are these sandworms doing and what planet are they on now and where, where's Arrakis and what's, what? like it's very, I'm, I was lying there like waiting for my baby to come raging at Brandon trying to get through this book but the film's very good. <laughs> wow. I wouldn't necessarily recommend the book honestly although I know people love it. I did not. Maybe it just, I mean in fairness, maybe it's not that you did maybe it just wasn't the moment. To it be was, was not it. the yeah. moment, yeah. yeah. No. But I would actually recommend those books, Reckless, Hopeless, Heartless. Are they actually books? Yeah, I just read five of them in a row. I'm reading one called Loving Romeo now. Well, no, sorry, I'm reading the book for our book club, for our Patreon. I also uh, read a very, a very very sad little interview with Jamie Dornan, who I constantly like to make fun of. For oh, you his... do? Elsie Silver, sorry, is the name of. So it's Flawless, Heartless, Powerless, Reckless and Hopeless. And I like to make fun of poor Jamie for and is the way they ads. Oh, no, no, I think they're fine for his role in Fifty Shades. But then he wrote how much it affected him, how humiliated he was, and then he was contractually obliged to go and finish do I films two and the three. Pun. Okay. And how even now in every interview he does, no matter how good his performance is, etc., they always like to bring him down a peg or two. That could also be the Irish oh, and British press, mm, right? That's true. And I have to say, my sympathy was tempered a little bit by um, by his comment that, in order to escape it, he escaped to Ta- uh, Sam Taylor Wood's house in the countryside, you know. So I was like, well, that that doesn't sound terrible. But then he talked about losing his mom, I think, when he was only 15. And that was very oh, sad. That is very sad. And then I immediately was like, I should never give out about Jamie Dornan again. I should never make, a fu- make fun of him. So Jamie, you won me over with that article. And I'm just, I'm going to always be very, very pro Jamie now from now on. Because like fair play to him for doing so well. Except for... Let me tell you, we are now doing Everyday Feb, so every weekday in February we'll have a new episode, whether it's on the main feed or on the Patreon, and we're going to have to review Wild Mountain Time, because it's been brought up again in our requests. People us to review that movie, so we're going to have to slag Jamie off at least once we more. We did review it. No, we talked about it briefly, I think, maybe on the Patreon. We'll do a proper review to watch the whole movie. We'll do an instant reaction. Well, that's actually a good point. How can we get slagged for Fifty Shades and not that absolutely atrocious I that kind of felt like, clunker? I think that kind of flew under the radar everywhere except in Ireland. i tell you what we'll do. We'll watch that and we'll watch that one with... Um, Leap Year? Amy Adams? Yeah, that and the one with uh, Hilary Swank. Based on the Cecilia Hearn novel. <gasps> P.S. I love you. Yeah. Oh my God. Great we'll watch this we We'll watch the three of those and we'll do we'll do a review. This sounds like the night of my dreams. Classic Irish movies. We'll have to do that before mum and dad get home so dad can make us some muffins. Oh, wonderful, go with wonderful. Uh, how many stars would you give it? Wonka. Mm, I mean, entertainment value three, maybe four. I thought it was good. Three and a half. I think I said four, yeah. If I mean, three and a half, but if I had to give a solid number of stars, yeah. I'd give four. I'd give four rather than three. The songs were great. The kids are loving them. The sets were great. The costumes oh, yeah. were beautiful. Like, mm-hmm. it was visually stunning. The effects were good. The three evil chocolatiers were very amusing. Just too long. Like Hugh Grant. Yeah, could have done without the side plot about Noodle. Yeah, Like I, Noodle. She was fine as a character, but I just... She, she could have been in it for a little bit. She yeah, didn't need her own story. By Noodle. Yeah, yeah, by Noodle. Thank you all so much for listening to Not Without My Sister. Get us on Patreon, get us on Instagram at sister, Email us NotWithoutMySis at gmail.com and please don't do anything until you've given us five stars and a review wherever you're listening to this. And remember to listen to us every day, Feb. Three episodes on the main feed, two on the Patreon. If you'd like to give us a tip in our tip jar on Patreon, patreon.com slash sister. you can pledge $2 a month just to let us know that you love the podcast and you want to support it. Thanks for listening and thanks for supporting us always. Bye. Bye. Not Without My Sister is recorded in studio in Fort Wayne by Don Kirkland, who also wrote our theme tune, and the original
0: illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer.